0: Hey, this is John Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? Can't win. The New York Jets. can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win
1: next summer. Green. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. fans. Bird. Bird. very passionate. Bird. <laughs> Thank you, all you fans. They got their guys. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I, I, I think Jet fans. Very passionate.
0: Brady's Brady sucks. Don't, Don't be the Don't
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam, Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Legaris everyone.
0: Thanks, Keith. Yo. I got something news for you, man. Michael Nania just showed, spread a stat and said that we have the eighth best turnover margin in the NFL at plus three. Isn't that great?
1: I mean, we have that going for us this year. But the
0: Jets have a hundred and ten point differential, and that's the worst through six games by a team with a positive term- turnover margin of three in the entire Super Bowl era.
1: That's where we're at. And, uh, Mike, right now, me and you are, you know, the plane's going down, and we have the oxygen mask on our face. Mike, we both said prayers, and we're just keeping our eyes closed and just hoping we survive the impact. That's where we're at. That's Son, where we're at. That's where Jets we,
0: we up. We give up a touchdown on almost 50% of drives in the first half, about 45.2% of drives in the first half. The New York Jets give up touchdowns. And we have we got blanked by the dolphins.
1: we mm, got blanked? So,
0: I mean, this is, this is not just, this is not the Titanic sinking. This isn't even hell, okay? This is oblivion. This is <laughs> abstract thought. This is, you know, what comes out of a black hole. Like, this is unlike anything we've ever known. Is this team worse than the 96 team? Do you remember that? Remember that 1-14 in 14 well, team? Well, I with do actually have a couple Kotei. stats that can back that claim up with most Jets fans.
1: Most Jet fans that are our age, Mike, if we remember that team as the worst team we've ever had. It won't take long if you Google worst coaches in NFL history before you come across the name Rich Kotite. The reason, Mike specifically is his tenure with the jets even more specifically is that 1996 season the jets went 1 and 15 if jet fans want to have some stats that blow their mind if they don't already know these statistics mike the nfl's come a long way since 1996 when it comes to offensive production correct yeah. very far the nfl has come the amount of yards they put out passing yards overall stats um it's really not comparable 25 years ago to now unless you're the new york jets Mike, think about this. In 1996, the Jets scored about... The Jets scored 279 points on the season. They averaged about 17 points a game. The 2020 New York Jets averaged 12 points a game.
0: Trash. The
1: 1996 Jets averaged 325 yards a game. Okay? Think about that. The 1996 Jets averaged... 325 yards a game. Wow. The 2020 Jets averaged 275 yards a game. They averaged about the same exact amount of yards last season. You cannot be serious. Oh,
0: <laughs> Dude, the, the
1: 1996 Jets.
0: And this is '96. This is tw- this is this is nuts, man. That that is that's crazy.
1: The 1996 Jets finished the season with a total point differential, Mike, of negative 175, which is horrific. As you mentioned a moment ago, we've only played six games this season. There's 10 games left. We're at a negative 110 already. That's garbage. They're, They're within 65 points. Of 1996, in so far as being outscored, there's ten games left. Oh
0: my god! Oh my goodness! This we is aver- this is. Yeah. Oh, it gets
1: worse. We averaged almost five yards a play in 1996. 2020 Jets, 4.3
0: yards a play. Oh my! Goodness. Frank Wright,
1: Adrian Morrell, rushed for about 12 uh, 1250 yards <laughs> that year. We had Keyshawn and Quebec both had kind of decent seasons that year. And that's the worst team we ever remember.
0: We'll never remember. we never ever remember. Do we
1: have someone ripping off 1,300 this year rushing? No. Do we have yeah. multiple receivers? We have hoping young guys having pretty decent years even with bum quarterbacks? No. Do we have three journeyman bum scrub quarterbacks? No, we have one of those. But those guys managed that year to almost offer 4,000. We're right. getting nowhere near that. So, yeah. Jet fan, just to put it in perspective. Yeah. Young I mean jet this fans is... who don't remember the dark ages, like the, the Cotide era, who now are experiencing this version of that in 2020, this new dark age. The 1996 Jet offense blows the 2020 Jet offense out of it's
0: it's, it's it's just unacceptable. And I, at this point, I think that all the brass, I think that everybody that makes the decisions there at one jets drive knows that adam Gase has to go i think that's been apparent we have to figure out you know what the direction is now uh do we keep adam Gase to ensure the tank to ensure that the jets get the number one pick so that the jets can go ahead and draft a guy named trevor lawrence is that really the best course of action Uh, i don't know what the brass is thinking but I am pretty sure that they understand that Adam Gase is not going to be the future obviously because what you just said and looking at Rich Kotite and looking at back almost 30 years ago that this team is just far worse even after all of the changes to the game to make it more offensive um, is just an unbelievable understanding of where we currently are with this team. Um, now there were a couple of narratives that I wanted to quickly swat away. Number one is this idea that you know Greeny first put out saying, "Trevor, if you're if you're there and the Jets are there, then you need to avoid them and go back to school." He calls himself a Jet fan. I don't even understand why well, he's pushing that. I, and, and um, and I'm
1: so happy you brought. That first
0: up, thing, Trevor here. Lawrence. That- if the Jets get the number one pick, I even though I am a fan of Sam. And I still think Sam is going to be a good quarterback when he gets into a good system or gets into a place conducive to play on his strengths. I definitely think that Trevor Lawrence would be the direction that we need to go. But this idea that Trevor is going to stay in school is kind of ridiculous because, number one, he graduates college in December. So what is he going to do? You know, play at school while... You know going for his masters. i mean he could he could do that but i I, that i don't think that's going to happen number one number two like from a financial perspective and with COVID and everything he's going to come out and he's going to make millions of dollars okay and he's going to the number one he would be coming to the number one market i mean what you want to go to jacksonville you want to go to you know another scrub washington um another scrub franchise you're going, you're the number one pick you're going to a bad franchise end of story whether it's the jets whether it's washington whether it's jacksonville wherever so that that's number one number yeah. two number two um for him to um for him to think that the jets are a bad situation okay well right now adam gase is terrible and McCagnan was a horrible gm we understand that if you look at the jets the Jets actually potentially are a phenomenal destination for any young quarterback to go to. You have a young left tackle who may be one of the best left tackles in the league in the next in the coming years. The, if you look at what, um, if you look at what, what great, um, what our Joe Douglas has done, our offensive line on a PFF grade is ranked is a uh, 64.1, which actually ranks 20th in the league. And it's exactly actually where you said that you thought the offensive line would be a little mm-hmm. middle, middle of the road, just a little bit, maybe a little under middle of the road. Yeah, That's yeah. where the offensive line is. And if you look at any of the work that Joe Douglas has done on, over the off season, it has been the offensive line, which was the worst last year. Okay. So he's going to be on a team with a young franchise left tackle with a budding, offensive line and because he is a generational quarterback they're going to have the pick of the literate coach so and then this whole narrative around the Jets ruined quarterbacks tell me what quarterback to the Jets have ruined I would love to know that because Sam Darnold okay I understand and we have done a bad job with Sam name another one Geno Smith he's a scrub it wasn't the Jets he's yeah, a Martin. scrub. Do okay, you know, okay
1: you know, hold, hold on, hold on. Sanchez, Sanchez had the best situation. Oh, that, Sanchez, it might, you know, that, that was the narrative. The People loved to say that the Jets ruined Sanchez, and I'm like, what? Literally, if you take a quarterback and you say, here, we're going to put you on a team where you don't have to do much, they're going to have the best defense in the league, they're going to have the best rushing attack in the league for two years, you're going to have Braylon Edwards and Kotchery and Keller and all these different guys with the ball to. you can't really be in a better situation than that. When he got yeah. asked to do more, year three, four, he couldn't because he's not that good a quarterback. That's the bottom line. Right. That's it. Right. right. That's exactly.
0: it. And and then, and then Chad P, Chad P got hurt. Injuries. It's not Chad P. It's not that we couldn't, you know, ruin him. Chad P was, was a guy who ended up, who, who then after that? Okay. Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien was good. We, you know Mike, what I'm saying? Had, like,
1: but the only ones you could say we messed up are those two. And it's not like if the Jets have like a, a litany of a graveyard of quarterbacks that were exactly. tremendous that they ruined. They don't have that
0: exactly because the problem with the jets is they don't pick quarterbacks that's the problem they haven't had that many shots at a qb talent so this again and people want to jump on the jets and call them the jets and everything and that's just the way life is it sucks and you know what they've done it to themselves and now they're the joke and everything like that fine get gase out of here and uh i just don't see trevor lawrence now trevor lawrence wants to say i'm not going to go to the Jets on draft day, I, I, I don't know if he'll do something like that. I mean, he could do something like that, but to say he's going to stay in school, that's not happening.
1: Yeah, and moves like, that are, moves like that are rare for a player to do that, and like you said, um, unfortunately for us in the country that we live in, we see headlines can really drive people's thought process now, and the psychology of people is kind of frightening, and Not delving too deep into the facts of the matter seem to be a epidemic now in the country, many different ways, right, Mike? But so maybe people say, "Oh, the Jets, this and that negativity." Obviously, 2020 has been beyond dumpster fire levels.
0: Oblivion.
1: We know that absolute oblivion. Jets are sinking into a a black hole of just misery, and you're taking every single Jet fan with you. You know, it's like yeah. yeah, Uh, But
0: can I say one point? Can I say one point to you, Keith? Though if you if you're Joe Douglas and you are gonna tank, let's just say you are, what better year to tank? There no, there no there's nobody at the stands. Yeah. There's no oh,
1: nobody cool. to fool you. It certainly makes it a little easier. <laughs> Mike and getting to the point t- where it comes to like a destination spot, if it wasn't the Jets and someone said, Hey, I'm not gonna tell you the team, right? Number one draft pick, I'm not gonna tell you the team, but you're going to have a left tackle that's the biggest human in the league playing left tackle, and he was the highest rated rookie in the league when he was playing, right? A monster. Um, yep. You're going to have a brand new coach coming in with you. You're going to have a team with the most, one of the teams with the most cap space in the NFL, and you have the most draft picks of any teams in the next two years. Yep. You got five, nine, picks. nine and nine. Have, you're in a situation where, on paper, if no one knew what you were saying, the Jets, it can be painted a different way because, Mike, of what we're currently in. You don't, people don't often see the forest for the trees. When you're in the middle of the misery, like, we're in the middle of this storm right now. We're in the middle of this hurricane of misery, right, hurricane days. When you're in the middle of that, it's hard to do what you just didn't have perspective. It's hard for people outside of the JET organization, non-JET fans, to know the minutia and understand, well, look, we actually might, you know, in the future, Joe Douglas kind of setting us up for some positive things. I heard this week, <coughs> Mike, listen to Sports Talk Radio around here. Jet fans call in, some some meathead called in on uh, Joe and Evan. He's like, hey, Joe Douglas, what has he done? Hey, how come this guy's getting the pass? He hasn't done anything. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like this, dude. Obviously, this dude's a really well-thought-out, polished speaker to begin with, too. That's kind of the the knee-jerk, simple-minded thought process. Joe Douglas isn't going to get a pass if, at the end of next year, the Jets are a dumpster fire still. Of course not. But Joe Douglas has had one draft under his belt. Joe Douglas has had one free agent class under his belt. It's this year. No. Last year, you can't even count as him doing anything, Joe Douglas. All he did was right. get rid of cap space for us, right? So right. He, he's still to be determined. And from what I see, from what I've seen from him, he's getting us in the proper position to be good moving forward. Right. It's just we just have to all understand, this year is just gonna be a waste. This year is just gonna be painful the whole year. You're you gonna have to take, you're gonna have to take shit from your friends. You're gonna have to see the headlines, you're gonna have to hear nonsense but what it might be, what it could be, as opposed to all these other dumpster fire years and miserable years, and all these other times that we had to feel embarrassment. Jeff fans are like, "Oh my god, again with this garbage!" You know. As a p- the difference between this and all those times is, at least on paper, there seems to be a trajectory where we could be really good, really fast. We just right. have to get
0: through this right we can turn it if you look at where we are with the uh, capital we have the draft picks we have and the potential positioning into the future even with sam even with sam like forget lawrence even with sam you know and getting a quarterback uh coach that could work with him the the amount of uh and there's other potential avenues you can go look i don't know about you but uh, um and I don't know if this is something you'd want to do, but they could go and trade for Dak Prescott. They can do something like that because they have the money to do it. And that's a situation that Jerry Jones doesn't really want Dak Prescott to, for 40 million. I million. He'll take, he may take a Sam Darnold and draft picks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying there's situations out there that we don't even know. And that Joe Douglas is getting enough ammo and firepower. To make decisions, okay?
1: Well I would take I would take Dak so, in a second. Of course you would. Yeah, of that, course it is. Uh, of course. all the intangibles with him. Yeah, uh, I like a lot. Of the off-the-field stuff, the leadership with Dak. Yes. I just yes. he's just someone every since he's a rookie till now, I just have a lot of respect for him. When I hear him interviewed the whole night. He just seems like he had he just seems like a dude who just gets it, Mike, which I and aside from the fact that He's elevated his game year after year. He went from somebody said, you know, used to hear, "Oh, this isn't going to be someone that's going to be able to really dominate you in the passing game." He threw for five thousand yards last year. So yeah. I mean, that's 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 called improvement, you know. He has yeah. you know, a ton of weapons down there in Dallas. Don't get me wrong; one of the best offensive lines, but it doesn't mean that um, the Jets can't put themselves in a good position, you know. If they had a lockdown quarterback or a really good quarterback like him, I think you're in yeah. a better spot, and most teams would much rather prefer to draft someone they think could be at a Dak level, because then you have that con- you have that uh, salary cap flexibility for four years there, as opposed to being locked in with a big contract with Dak, but it's not outside the realm of possibility, and I know, speaking for myself, and I know speaking to most Jet fans that we, that we chat with, I don't think any Jet fan has a problem with Dak, with
0: Lawrence, um, with Sam, with whoever the case may be, we have a problem with the so, That's it. That's the main, that is the driver. And here's the thing, Keith, we, if you look at the, at the, at the rest of the season, okay, the Jets have the second hardest schedule remaining outside of the Rams. We play the bills, the chiefs, New England. Then we get a bye. Then we play the chargers. Okay. With a resurging uh, defense and uh, Herbert playing great. Oh we God. play Miami again, who just blank thanked us, but they have Tua. We'll see what's up with that. We yeah, could yeah. W that one. We could yeah, W that yeah. one. Uh, Las Vegas, we're probably getting a W there. I just, I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. I just feel like you just
1: for some reason you feel you have to win for us. I like it. I like that confidence. <laughs> I the rest of the games, Mike Seahawks. Mike, the, yeah, Seahawks lost. Rams, Cleveland, New England.
0: Come on now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see maybe one, two wins at most left, and with the, if you keep Gase. You're Garen. You're locking in. I don't want to go 0-6. Now that's the other
1: conspiracy theory. Now I've I've come to, <laughs> I've come to kind of think is actually real in the past week or two. Now remember remember during the game when they showed I don't know I was third and one we didn't get it fourth and one we don't get it they go up they show Joe Douglas he's he's kind of kind of had his head in his hand Mike looking like pretty much looked like every other Jet fan probably at home looks you know just WTF another <laughs> how is this happening where offense looks pathetic etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Man, it's just crazy when you look at the schedule, though, Mike, like you said. Like, if this plays out the way that it looks like, the Miami game might be the only game we could think if Sam is back. Because I think, you know, even though um, we joked around that, you know, Flacco looked confident when he was in there in, sh- in the short spurt, obviously the offense is a little bit better with Sam out there because he can move around with the legs. That Miami game might be the only one that we could win. I know you think we're going to win the Raider game, but then just realistically, if you had. I think every game the rest of the year, you guarantee we're the underdog. That's that's 100. Yeah. You know we haven't. Yeah. Uh, I saw a stat. Yeah, the Jets this year. Just so you guys know, we're 0 six. They have yet to cover a single game with the point spread. We haven't covered.
0: No, we haven't covered. It's a good thing to bet against them. That's why the point spread's 22 against the Chiefs. They're saying.
1: That's what me and you were. Jo- Remember we were talking about that, Mike, on the chat, and we were joking. And I was like, Is it going to be over 20? And you were like, I think it'll be like 15, 16, bro. It might be over. It might really be over 20. It might actually be over 20. And, you know, this might actually... We're at a point now where Gase is putting himself into rarefied air where um, he might be the guy that's the example. Ten years from now when kids are joking around about a really bad coach on their team, oh, it's not Adam Gase. You know, like, this is going to be... It's one of the worst tenures ever for an NFL coach. You hear people be like, wait, man, the team won seven games last year. And I just... I got to just, I mean, let's be really real. We won seven games last year. The offense was the worst offense in the league. What are we talking about when we say that? Like, you're not really saying anything. Adam Gase's offense is, from 2015 till now, Mike, just running through, Chicago in 2015 was ranked 21st. His three years on Miami, they were 24th, 25th, then 31st. Last year with the Jets, we were last. And this year we are 31st. This dude's averaging about the 28th ranked offense in the league, you know? That's where this dude's at when it comes to offense with Adam Giggs. It's just 12 losses by more than one possession, 6 losses, just on the Jets. Just on the Jets. 12 losses by more than one possession, 6 losses by more than 20 points. And he's only been here 18 games. You know, I mean, we're getting into, he's getting into a category of coaching, That's very rare when you're looked at as one of the worst ever. Hugh Jackson had a winless season, and no one's even mentioning him.
0: As you see, we're doing like a fire sale right now on talent. Um, There's questions about should we trade Clinton Williams now? On Sunday, when they got blanked by the Dolphins, you know, everybody, uh, everyone's crapping on the Jets and everything, but you know that Quentin Williams had his best day ever? As a professional, 89.6 overall grade pff He had five tackles, four defensive stops, one pressure, and one batted pass. Okay, he didn't have any sacks, but he was a disruptor. Would you trade Quinnen at this point? Where we're at with the line and or would you hold him for the future?
1: I think that they've took him last year, but he's finally seems to be coming into fruition. We don't have many guys, many players, if any players that you can point to this season, Crowder maybe, right, Mike? Like, if the Jet fan wanted to be like, who's the team MVP this year? Who's playing good? Who is a silver lining? Who's who's trending upward, at least, that someone can keep an eye on the rest of the year in this misery? Okay, it would be Becton, because Becton was playing great. When he comes back, it will be him. Mims will come back, that'll be great. Zuniga will come back, keep an eye on him. But one of those other stories, one of those other positive notes in this dark year has been Quentin. who yep. Coming into the year, me, my, me and you were like, dude, is this bust, City? Because he, he didn't really make an impact last year. And there's been a couple games this year where you've seen him really dominate and play really well. And I think you got to hold on to him, considering the salary cap number he's at, which is really low and what they're trying to do moving forward. I really wouldn't want to lose him. Trading McClendon, I saw it got spun kind of negatively in some of the press. It's like, Mike, McClendon had 10 tackles this year. He's not doing anything. So McClendon's, uh, I know he's here for a long time. He's a locker room leader. And, you know, that, that means a lot. But at the same time, he's not producing. If you can get anything for him, get him out the door. He's 34 years old. So that's a no-brainer. Same thing with Jordan Willis. He had zero tackles the whole season. So the fact they're getting 6th and 7th round picks and things of that nature for guys like this, little surprising to me. They're even able to do it. But... Joe Douglas is saying, look, man, this is the way the season's going. We know we're going south. If I can get value for anyone that can help another team, why not do it now, even though it's only week six? So, mm-hmm, I, I, mm-hmm,
0: you know, and, mm-hmm. it's smart,
1: actually, because he's creating capital in the future for us that maybe there's a trade. You see guys get traded sometimes, really good players, and the kicker in the deal is a uh, sixth-round pick, a seventh-round pick, a fifth-round pick, whatever the case may Right, so right. So, if you can add those, if you can acquire assets for the future, even picks um, they can't help you. That could be the cherry on top of a deal that actually helps something out in the future. So getting any value for guys like that, it was kind of surprising to me, but I am not. I don't look at that negative deal at all. We know which, which way the season's going, and so does our general manager. Instead of him having his head in the sand, he's being proactive. So I support that in all those types of moves, Mike. And we have the Hill people coming up. Normally, uh, normally Mike, when we play the Hill people, when we play Buffalo, we have jokes. We have, I got little one-liners about the garbage-ass dumpster fire town that Buffalo is, you know. We have, uh, we try to make it fun, but we're past that now, man. We're 0-6. We're 0-6. And And even though, you know, bumbling, stumbling, uh, mental midget, um, the guy that we all know and love making mistakes left and right, you know he's going to light us up. You know that's going to happen. Um, just because we deserve this, the amount of negativity we put forth in the direction of the Bills and Josh Allen, I think I've learned my lesson because karma's coming back to bite us. Now, the first three games, he played great. Still plenty of mistakes all over the place, but what what they've been doing this year successfully is putting him in a position to succeed. The things that he doesn't do well, which is many of them, they just don't do those things, you know? And um, when he moves the pocket and can run around, just like Lamar Jackson, you're the type of quarterback that can... If you can move around like those guys... You, the other team has to respect that, and it makes it a lot easier to pick them apart. And that's what they've been able to do this year at Buffalo. They've been able to move the ball. Defense has been pretty good. Um, they've been playing some good teams the past couple weeks, and they haven't looked as good. But they don't play a good team this week, do they? <laughs> they don't play it's a good team this week, Mike. So we won't, we're we not going to break this down like normal people. I know you don't want to hear about it. We all know what this, this is potentially going to be. Another massacre, unfortunately, for us this weekend. We just got blanked by the Dolphins, guys. Now... The Dolphins got a bunch of good young dudes on defense, don't get me wrong, but Bill's defense is a little bit better than the Dolphins.
0: We are running Sam out there this week, it looks like, and it looks also like he'll have more weapons for the first time in a long time, so, so we will let's see Sam. what he... We will have Sam. Uh, it's That's what it looks like. He's questionable, but it looks like we're going to have him. We're going to have Crowder. We're going to have P. Ryan. Uh, um... I think that Fant is going to be back as well. He's questionable. Uh, Sam Ficken is looking questionable. He missed his first field goal against the Dolphins. Um, Gore, you know, uh, P. Ryan, I don't think Nims will be back yet uh, for the game. He was back in practice, which was kind of fun, but uh, we're going to see what happens uh, on Sunday, and I do not expect them to win, obviously, but um, I will say this. Sam coming off of of being injured uh, last year, being sick, and then the year before that, he comes out and he balls. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. If there is any any way that there this team is going to win games, it's going to be through the play of the quarterback. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. And we have, you know. we've seen
1: games. We've seen games in his career where Sam elevates and plays really good. Um, and unfortunately, we do have history with him coming back from injuries because his first year and his second year, he's had to miss two or three games here and there it just i really wish we could have more fun going into this buffalo game but unfortunately mike it's just the state we're at with the jets the state the squad is at and this is not it's not a positive situation so going to this game another 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 week for the jet fans to have to suffer through i feel really, like i feel like i want to like apologize to jet fans <laughs> for this team it's just so embarrassing i want to really i do want to thank everybody uh We never get a really chance to do this, Mike, um, because we're getting up towards, you know, our social media has been growing, the show has been growing, even listenership has been growing, even in this dark time, which is just the antithesis of what you think would be happening right now. But instead, we're going the other way because a lot of Jet fans are riding with us. Um, I do want to thank all our listeners, friends, family, strangers, everybody that listens to us and support us, man. We really want I really do appreciate all of you. And Mike, if anyone does want to get at us on our social media platforms, where could they do that?
0: We're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG.
1: You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris. My name is Keith Farrell. Keep your heads up, everybody. We'll get back at you next week. Peace out.
0: Hey, this is John Amos, and
1: uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? Can't win. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. Being green. The New York Jets. I think Jets fans. Jets fans. Very passionate. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's Such an
0: upside.
1: <laughs> I think Jets fans. Very passionate.
0: Brady sucks. Darnold sucks. I want a non-believer.